Welcome to the Retro Rejects Podcast with your hosts, NES Complex and Vintage Video Game Geek. Hello everyone, today is Saturday, September 21st, 2013, and this is episode 6 of the Retro Rejects Podcast. Well, I've returned from my adventure uh, overseas, and... I've established contact with uh, our special guest today. It's future Matt Five. I guess I guess I should say that Chris is here too. You you did this to me last month, Chris. You kind of half heartedly mentioned that I was there. Oh yeah, remember that? I totally forgot when we had Retro Liberty on. That was two episodes ago, but o- you know. okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Well, that's because I got right into my spiel of introducing Yeah, you. we need to do a better job of that because, you know, you're an important part of the show. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, but let me officially uh, introduce Future Matt 5. Um, he is a excellent YouTuber from the UK. He resides in the great city of London, and he is our special guest. Matt, welcome to the show. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you very much for having me on, guys. Yes, I'm, I'm very excited. And, uh, of course, you know, I was able to see you. Check me out, right? Right. A, a few <laughs> weeks ago, uh, there's there were a series of videos that I put up, uh, six videos, kind of chronicling our our adventures together. Uh, and I've made it through the selection process. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and so we wanted to have you on the show. Uh, but first, I wanted to ask you if, if you have prepared anything that you would like to read here at the start, at the onset of the episode. Oh, yeah. I'd like to read something, actually. It's, it's more of a disclaimer than, than a sort of introduction. But here we go. It's two verses, and I, I wrote it this afternoon. Okay. <laughs> um, it's been almost a week with chafing in my cheek. Every time I go to speak, I hear the sound of vintage geek. Will my words enthrall the listeners? Sorry, I'm just turning the page. <laughs> That's it's, it's a bit of time for that last verse to sink in. Yeah. Okay. I thought I've you said to... it was only a few verses. Why is it on multiple one verse. <laughs> Why is it on multiple pages? Because I, I wrote it at the back of the notebook, and then I okay. discovered it on oh. the front of the notebook in a You're kind sorry. of improved yeah, format. That definitely okay. should fit on one page. Was okay, that it, or it. is there more? Is there... Here we go. No, okay. we're, we're almost there. Okay, good. Will my words enthrall the listeners, or will elitist shooting strictures lead us into darkened ditches where trolls might call us fanboys? Ooh. Well, what's what's strictures? What is that? They're like um, rules, ways of living. Ooh. Um, yeah. Mm. Word of the day. Nothing <laughs> rhymed with fanboy. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Well, it doesn't have to rhyme. It did, though. <laughs> well, Matt, thank you for that poem. Reading. No, that was a great poem. Yeah. It's, I hope that's disclaimed me from, you know, offending anyone during the course of this show with the strictures. No, we're just going to... poetry. <laughs> the trolls, trolls, though, they might, they might attack. Have you, you never guys know. got trolls on your channel? Oh, on, on no. Your, on your podcast? No. Heck no. no. You're troll-free. <laughs> I have, I have is... one guy. We use like a troll repellent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that WD-40? Yes, as a matter of fact, it is. Because that, that stuff is great. I've learned a lot about WD-40 since watching your video, Chris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you can use it for everything. It can be like a good deodorant. 
Um, <laughs> you can you can kill certain sexually transmitted diseases with it. What? I am totally stuff, joking. I have no idea. This stuff around the world. In some countries, at airports, you have to walk through like a, a mist of WD forty. <laughs> Especially if you're if you're the kind of guy that carries a a, a, lot, a collection of NES carts around with you. <laughs> exactly. Matt, I was wondering if you might say a word or two about your channel. Oh, were you? Y- yes. Okay. Um. Uh, okay. Well, I st- I started in two thousand and ten, mm-hmm. as my memory serves me correctly, with a with a video made uh, for one person really. Um, it was like a a video response to a guy called Danks, who had bought uh, a large collection of PC Engine, any NEC PC Engine stuff. And he'd bought this ridiculous handheld PC engine called an LT. And I was into the PC engine and I watched this video because I was thinking about buying one. And I bought one and um, I thought, you know, I've bought this thing. What what can I do to really celebrate owning this incredible piece of equipment? <laughs> I thought, I'm just going to record it. I'm going to do what he did and I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to wear a tie and sit at the end of a table <laughs> with a pile of boxes and uh, the American accent came later <laughs> once I realized that just talking at the end of a table wasn't going to really cut it. So, I, 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 you know, from the very word go, I, I wanted to address an international audience. I wanted to bring fresh, undiscovered consoles into the mainstream. And I wanted to do it, you know, for y'all. I wanted to do it for <laughs> you. I didn't enjoy it at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's painful. Well, you you succeeded, and uh, somehow you found my channel. It was a few years ago. You you stuck out to me um, because of your your comments, because they were some of the funniest comments that I've ever read on my videos. Ah. And I just was like, who is this guy? He's hilarious. And so I clicked on your channel, and I believe I told you this before. By the we... way, I don't accept compliments. Well. <laughs> I yeah, have yeah. a real problem with them. Anyway, Karen. Well, you probably don't get a lot of them, so Ouch. <laughs> True. That shouldn't, True. you shouldn't have to deal with that very often. But um, so I checked out your channel, and I believe the first video that I saw of yours was your Sega Dreamcast review, which I found to be just extremely hilarious because it was you and some other guy, and I believe one of you had a bathrobe on. And, it was an Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay, Rogue. and in in fact, the entire review was this guy making fun of the way that you talk. Was, <laughs> a, yeah, that was the American accent period. Right, and it was it was absolutely fantastic. There was actually no reviewing of the of the Dreamcast, <laughs> and so to me that that just that sold me, and I I subbed to you, and I've been enjoying your your videos ever since. So. So that's your channel, and I definitely recommend that everybody go subscribe, uh, because you also, you know, you do you do video game stuff, but you also do kind of other videos. Like you just did a a very cool video of your of your trip uh, that you made. Do you want to talk about some of your more unique videos that you do? Well, I, yeah, I'll just uh, just acknowledge uh, all of the the great people who've subbed to me through Vintage and his various mm-hmm. videos, and you know those guys. Uh, thank you very much. Um, it's it's dried up now though because you made six videos on me, right. and I think anyone who would ever sub to me from Vintage Video Game Geek channel has done it, and everyone else knows better. So what I'm doing, wow. I'm going to be looking to Chris now, 
<laughs> I'm going to be sucking up bad. <laughs> to uh, to give you a shout out? Anything, any publicity, you know, good or bad oh, okay. or indifferent. <laughs> hey guys, everyone, you should you should subscribe to Future Matt Five. <laughs> there, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, that, that, that probably probably that that'll do, Chris. You can relax, uh. <laughs> enjoy the show. <laughs> Thank Dang. you. You know, you I mean, you guys, I think share my share my general love of nostalgia oh, in man. in the, in the general sense. You know, not just about video games, but movies, music. Um, and other stuff, and I, I, I like to share my kind of love of nostalgia, and and for me that goes into areas of um, home movies from the nineteen seventies, and the rest cannot be discussed on a family channel. <laughs> but I do like to recreate those kind of grainy, colourful um, films that I saw in my youth on my parents' cine projector. Right. You also yeah. did a very interesting video about uh, Detroit and how it's um, you got that book and it shows all the pictures about the abandoned buildings. Like I found that really interesting, actually. You, thank you. Do you guys like coffee table coffee table books? Absolutely. Chris, know. have you got any coffee table books? Um, yeah, I get them from the in-laws sometimes. And, yeah. Do you, do you no, like really. them? I mean, do you <laughs> indulge in them? Because I I just get into them. That's strange. So you have like a like a library of coffee table books. Yeah. How big is your coffee thing. table? It's tiny. Well, he's got them stacked up against the wall. Yeah. So that's interesting. You call it a coffee table? Well, yeah. It's, it's not it's a not, tea it's, table. It's you'd probably call it a sideboard. And it, no, it would be a tea table if it if it had anything on it. But it's got a fish tank on it and some books. Ah. Okay. Yeah. No, I love leafing through large they're called, uh, monographs. Monographs are my thing. Oh, cool. So, so Matt, is there anything that you want to talk about in regards to those six videos? Maybe any any kind of impressions that you walked away with? You know, with with our um, afternoon together. <laughs> the first impression that the videos made were that I'm a sort of a, a cringing imbecile <laughs> on video. Now, we're, so well, thanks we're, for that vintage. Now, where, where does this come from? Because I don't see this. I didn't I see so, that. I'd, someone made a comment that was very funny that said I looked like I was being abducted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, who was that? And he, he also said, or well, someone else said, that I looked like I was the guy out of Saw 6, presumably one of the victims. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I saw skip, that one. It might have been the Cartridge Brothers, but I'm not 100% sure. But I basically made a comment that said, in the last video, Matt dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but obviously that didn't happen. But there was, I think there was a general sense of um, fear, <laughs> pressure. Um, you know, I, I don't re- I don't deal with stress situations well. So having to make a coffee, you know, it's quite difficult for me on camera. That's the thing that stood out to me: the uh, coffee episode. I shared it with my class. Yeah. Um, uh. Just well, be not the video, but like because <laughs> you know, Vintage doesn't want anyone to know who he is, but. But I shared it with my class that just the the culture difference, like when he when you got that little tiny spoon, yeah, and started giving him like four little tiny scoops of sugar, and you freaked out like that was a lot of sugar. Yes, it was a lot of sugar. That is not a lot of sugar. Thank, thank you, Chris. <laughs> no, that see, was we a lot of sugar. You no, know, in America, we put sugar in it, and then we use like a, a sweetened sugary creamer, right, with a flavor <laughs> on top of that, and yes. then we ask for whipped cream on top of it. Not you, not just like frothed milk. 
whipped cream. So Ow. we want sugar on our sugar with sugar on top. Yeah. Well, the, the funny thing was when I got that spoon out, I don't know whether it was on the video, but Vintage said, well, if it's that spoon, I'm going to have to have four. <laughs> it's like that was yeah. an insult, even getting a small spoon. That, that was on the video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of sugar. And the English crowds were on, you know, with me on that one. They were. They were it was interesting. It was a, there was a divergence of opinion and it was all about the sugar. And I was glad because that happens in like towards the end of the video. And I guess that means that people actually watched the whole video. <laughs> hmm. So how much sugar did you put in? Nothing? I don't have any. No. No. Never? Is that freaky? I used to. It's not freaky. I mean, there's people here that take it black. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. start off with a lot of sugar and they wean themselves off down to nothing. Right. Um, so is that what you did? You used to like have a lot? Exactly. Yeah. It's just one of those things of getting older. You, you give up all the things you enjoy. Oh, right. So there's nothing left. <laughs> oh, there's nothing left. Die miserable <laughs> and alone. But I can wow. see Vintage is clinging on to the, the nostalgia value of sugar, maybe. All right. Mm. Um, so before we go any farther, I have to say that, um, that I'm drinking a Newcastle brown ale, uh, which is an English beer. Uh, Get in there. I did this. Th I got this in Matt's honor. Wow. And uh, it, it, You drink that all the time, though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, it is one of my favorite beers, uh, but I, I made an arrangement to get a pint uh, at my local grocer. The... So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you how to say Newcastle very quickly. Okay, okay. Newcastle? Newcastle? Oh, it's very good. Wow. Was that Chris? No, well, that, that, that was, was, that was, was might have been Chris because he had quite a good English No, that accent. was me. Oh. That was me. That was horrid. <laughs> Newcastle? <laughs> Look, what the heck? <laughs> That's all right. Why do you have to say it like that? Because that's how they speak up there. No, that wasn't, that oh. wasn't good either. That was terrible. <laughs> the north? My so, yeah, boss it's... is from Newcastle. 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 <laughs> oh. That wasn't very good either. Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, that was true. <laughs> now, um, another interesting tidbit is that I'm drinking this in a Hofbrauhaus Stein that I, uh, that I acquired from Munich, <laughs> Germany. It's a stein, that's a, a pewter, uh, no, sorry, it's a pottery kind of Correct. mug, isn't it? It is. It What's has... it like drinking out of a big coffee mug? Drinking beer <laughs> out of a big coffee mug. It's, it's quite good, actually. Um, but it's like only half full, so apparently this holds more than a pint. Perhaps yeah, they, two? They yeah. do it a bit bigger than us over there, mm. the Munich. Um, well, another thing that I, th I feel that I must mention is that you know, originally we had planned to have chipsters on um, as well because the original plan was that I was going to see you and chipsters, but because of a, a, a driving incident, um, I was not able to make it down to where he lives. So sadly, we don't have chipsters with us. I basically told him that we were bumping him um, hmm. and that we'd have a, have him on another time. <laughs> Just so that we could focus solely on future Matt five, and I think that's better, you know, just so that future Matt gets gets some the focus. Just lump that guilt on, guys. Get lump yes. that pressure on. But anyway, <laughs> James, some more pressure, <laughs> James. I'm, I'm again. I'm sorry that we weren't able to meet up. Um, hopefully, I did send you a little care <clears throat> package. Um, because I got James a couple of things, uh, for him and Danielle, and so. I did mail that off like a week ago, so hopefully he's going to get that pretty soon. Mm. 
so Chris, uh, I wonder if you think we should move into the guest interview portion of our show. Yes, we should. Let's do that now. Epic interview. Okay. Um, do you want to start this? Or Sure, sure. Okay. Now you sort of, Matt, you sort of addressed a little bit about this, but I, I was curious what motivated you to continue doing it to just have a channel? There you go. Ah, um, I think the first couple of videos you make, there's an there's a enormous kind of sense of um, anticipation of what will mm. happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, who will watch it? Will I get comments? Um, will people like it? Um, and that, that growing sense of, you know, what I'm doing being part of something else, which is the gaming community. Mm -hmm. And I guess over the course of the first two or three videos I made, I wanted to do something I wanted to do. But at the same time, every time people commented on it, that kind of gave me the encouragement to make another one. And that there's no, no doubt at all that if, you know, I'd, if no one had watched my videos, I would have stopped making them. Mm -hmm. But it's purely because of the feedback, purely because, you know, one comment, that's all it really needs, one comment on a video, and that gives you the motivation to, to make another one. So that's what kind of kept me going. Um, obviously, the gaming side of it was just keeping up with my uh, interest at the time and kind of, uh, and then trying to surprise and perhaps annoy people with different types <laughs> of videos that they weren't probably expecting. So not wow. non-Turbo Show videos. It kind of kept me going as well. <laughs> okay, so that, that leads into one of my questions. C can you explain the the genesis and the meaning of the 10-minute turbo show? Um, absolutely. The videos are all 10 minutes. And the turbo show was a sort of catchy name derived from the turbo graphics, which again Ooh. was a nod to the US uh, sort of gaming community and PC Engine world. Now, now you're referring to the original back in the old days, the the ten minute uh, video limit that actually was eleven minutes. Yes, that's right. yeah, <laughs> but everybody yeah. everybody perceived as being ten minutes. Back in the good old days, guys, the good old days of having your own channel identity <laughs> and having people's comments on your channel and oh man, I hate the new I hate the new interface. I think that is part of the reason I've got really bored. Of the whole mm. YouTube like kind of experience, if you know mm. what I mean, mm -hmm. the experience being the kind of online experience. Yeah, um, man, things have gone downhill. But yeah, yeah don't get me started. Uh, and I actually <laughs> just got an email from Mamecade uh, the other day telling me that he, there's going to be more changes, or he said that he already saw some more changes, like in the last couple days, because for some reason his account always gets switched over first. And so That's good for him. Yeah, I asked him, you know, I, I haven't heard back yet, but I, I think there's going to be some more garbage coming down the down. He didn't the tell you what? No, not yet. I, I just emailed him back like last night. Well, so, guys, what, this is quite interesting. What do you think the worst possible thing could be then to come along? <sighs> what they could do to change it and really screw it up? Yeah, because I think integrating it with with sort of your... <laughs> Browsing history, stroke. Oh, any I know that are stored on the computer. I know what the worst thing that they could do, and I think that they're actually heading in this direction, uh, mm. is merging it with that stupid Google 
plus thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's pretty much a definite too. Because I keep getting like these annoying pop-ups like asking me if I want to merge my accounts and blah, oh, blah, blah. That. And it's so confusing. It's like you can keep one name or two names. Oh, like, I hate I don't that know so what, much. I don't know what they're, you're asking me. I just click the X and hope that it goes away. And then, and then when you click the X, a little b- bubble appears and goes, oh, okay, we'll ask you later. And I'm like, yeah, get away from me. <laughs> what's, happen- what's happened to my icon? I mean, my, even my icons turned into a present now. Some kind of Nintendo eStore icon. It's just weird. It, they, they keep doing little things which disrupt your experience. Huh. Mm-hmm. You guys not had that? You guys' icons okay? What are you talking about? What? The little square Your user on icon. the banner? Yeah, yeah. That changed? A, well, mine was deleted and a few other people's got deleted. Well, because but... I'm looking at yours right now. It looks that, fine. That's not what you did? Uh, okay, maybe it's just because I'm using it and I can see my own icon as a... Your icon looks fine. It looks normal. Like you have like Phew. a red with the face <laughs> in it. It's, okay, the pi- it's the pink pumpkin face. Okay. Yeah, that's what good, I'm looking good, at. good. Okay, because I was on a real bummer about that. <laughs> um, by the way, can you explain this profile pic? I mean, obviously, I get you know the PC engines, I get Turbo Show, I don't get the pink, scary jack o' lantern face. Okay, Americans like Halloween. <laughs> I was no, pimping my <laughs> the Americans. Excuse my language; that would get cut. And I was, <laughs> I just wanted to you know appeal to that kind of party, but slightly, or, you know. Kind of alternative, slightly punky kind of feeling. So I had a bit of celebration, Halloween, a bit of alternative. So, I mean, you've, you've kind of been saying this all along that you were trying to appeal to the American subscribers. And I always thought you were just kind of kidding around. But it, it seems like you, you're serious about this. <laughs> Are you? I'm, I'm not trying to get any more subscribers, so I don't mind admitting <laughs> admitting it but at no. the beginning you you that was your plan yeah i because like, i had friends in england that played games i didn't need any more english oh. english sort of community mm. friends i wanted some Funny. some weird sort of creepy american people wow <laughs> of course well, some, no some awesome american here we are people. yeah <laughs> there we go look at where i am it's fantastic all right chris <laughs> next question okay for my next question um I, I like the shooter genre as well, and I was just curious if you had any, um, maybe just a couple, I'm looking, I'm thinking, TurboGrafx-16, Game Boy Advance, Super Nintendo, do you have any recommendations, maybe games that a lot of people don't know about that you think uh, are great? Dude, dude, the GBA, like I wouldn't say it was like the best console for shoot 'em ups but it's like right up there. It's like it's got some really, really amazing titles. Sorry, I'm going into my American accent now because I'm just trying to think of some. <laughs> Whenever you do that, I just want to slap you. That is my okay. initial reaction. Yeah. So, um, yeah, thinking about the Game Boy Advance, the the wide uh, library of shooting games, I would say for me, I have a, a Game Boy Advance. In fact, the Game Boy Micro is one of my favorite handheld systems. Oh, yeah. Did you guys get the Micro? I have a micro. I have I do a. Too. I, I wondered whether that would just skip the U.S. market altogether because it was too small. <laughs> it's it's you know, very it, small, but it's very cool. Not a lot of people bought it, so it essentially did skip our market. But um, the ones who did, I think, like it. Oh, it's got such a bright screen, hasn't it? It's 
crisp best best Game Boy Advance screen. Chris, um, you, what kind do you have? Uh, I'm just curious. Me? Yeah. Uh, I have like all the ver- versions of it. I have everything. I don't have the NES one that you have. I have the Famicom uh, one. Yeah. Oh, the micro? No, I just have the yeah. silver one with the black screen. I thought you were talking about Game Boy Advance. Period. No, 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 micro. Sorry. Yeah, I did not get the Famicom one because I'm not from Japan. I, you know, I wanted a, I wanted the NES looking SP like you have. Yeah. But I yeah. Never picked that up yet. I got a, I got a Japanese black one and a, a UK silver one. So oh, I, thought, wow. I got two. So that's saying something, isn't it? Now, Matt, it where, where, where were you hiding these? Because I didn't see these in your game cupboard tour. Well, my latest video has a very has alludes to the fact that most of my games are stored uh, above the level that I can reach them. So I have to yes. climb up a ladder. Yes. <laughs> so everything's up a ladder. Okay. Which means they're not exactly ready to hand. All right. Um, so it was up in the it was up in the loft. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, next um, time I come back, we'll do a loft tour. I would love to. Right, uh, Chris, I've I've just been kind of writing some some GBA shooters down. Oh, good. Astro Boy Omega Factor. I love that oh, game. Oh, excellent. Yes, mm. me too. I've Iridian Two. Oh, yes, yes. R Type Three. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Scourge Virus, which I mm-hmm. will claim is a shooter. I've not tried that. It's an isometric RPG where you shoot kind of uh, sort of. Aliens and Blobs, but it's an amazing, amazing game. Hmm. I do remember seeing that that was coming out, but I never saw it or picked it up. So I'm writing those down that I don't have. That sounds good. I love it. Uh, Rebel Star Heroes. Uh, That's not a shooter Uh, in there. It's like, (laughs) is that that also called Rebel Star Tactical Command? Yes. Okay. In fact, it is called Tactical Command. (laughs) I'm getting it confused with Gun Star Heroes. Oh, okay. Um, Rebel Star Heroes... Is not uh, a de facto shoot 'em up, but it does feature kind of shooting in a 2D environment. Mm. And as Vintage will know, my I don't have any strictures with uh, the definition of a shooting game, so I'm very, very open. Oh, really? Yeah, especially with Nintendos and okay, stuff okay. like that. Snares. I'm, I welcome all anything where you shoot a gun. Really, is a shoot 'em up really for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Metal Slug. It's a good one. Um, and then there's a load of games which I haven't got. So I haven't got Steel Empire, Phalanx, Darius R. I haven't got mm. games like that. But there's a whole load of stuff out there that I haven't got on the GBA. So actually, you know, I'm I'm behind on that one. It is a good system for shooters. How about the SNES? The SNES. You know, I've got it. It's it's a bit of a roundabout way of answering the question. But there's one really good. Um, where you can get a load of excellent shooters with a SNES. Um, sell it, and then buy a PC Engine. <laughs> wow. Or, or over here at TurboGrafx-16. But not all the games on the PC Engine are available on the TG-16, correct? Now, so you seriously think that... I'm sorry, I'm just cutting you off here. You think the Super Nintendo is crap for shooters? Let me just relax into a into kind of pose where I can answer that question with authority, with knowledge and the command of the command of the YouTube community. I believe... So are you sitting on a toilet? <laughs> I'm just looking around me at the at the thousands of PC Engine shoot 'em ups surrounding me in my game room and I'm just thinking 
Yeah, can I even think of one decent SNES shoot 'em up? Can I even wow. think of one that isn't like using that horrible Mode Seven gory <laughs> rendering, awful wallpaper effect? That isn't that isn't either a compile shooter because <laughs> there was one good one. I know that much. Or R-Type? <laughs> <laughs> there's Super R-Type and there's Gradius 3. Yeah. Those are don't the like only Gradius. two I can think of. You so, don't like Gradius? Nah. You like, nah. Both, you like Gradius 5. It's Come too on. hard, man. You like Gradius I, 5. Life is difficult enough. Wait, Vincent you don't said. like Gradius because you think it's too hard? <laughs> it's too hard. <laughs> Nothing's too hard for Matt. I'm confused. It is too hard. It is too hard. He's doing Gradius. his weird English humor on you. Yeah, that's no, no, not it Gradius yeah, makes both. me feel small. Are you big enough for Gradius, Chris? Can you handle Gradius? Uh, I love Gradius, but I'm you very confused right now. Yeah, I do. No, go for it, dude. Why do you like Gradius? Because I, I find it so difficult. Oh, it is really difficult. I just I like that power-up system. I just like trying to get options, and once you get enough of them and you have all the power-ups, you're really, it's just huge. You're unstoppable, it feels like. Unless hey. you touch a wall. <laughs> <laughs> or move, move any direction. <laughs> anyway. right, I, I'm going to try to save this fragile uh, relationship here <laughs> by switching to the next question. Can you explain the... The name Future Matt Five. I don't think I've ever asked you this before, but how did you come to that name as your YouTube name? Um, it was actually the the, the guy um, in my last video who was trying the Oculus Rift uh, out called Adam. <laughs> he he's the. He, have you guys seen that this VR kind of thing? Yeah, I just well the um, how did they describe it as a. Something with like a football attack. There was a photo of this guy's <laughs> bald head. Yeah, diving mask strapped to a, a football. Diving mask. <laughs> wow. Yes, I love your supposed shout out video to me. Um, that was your most recent video. With it, my pretend friends. Your pretend <laughs> friends. <laughs> Playing the virtual boy and, and such things. Yeah, yeah. It's they... they 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 really loved it that I didn't actually show their reaction, but so, they both tried the Oculus Rift and they loved the Virtual Boy. So one of those guys had something to do with your name. He Adam, the guy with the the tall guy. Okay. He um gave me the Future Matt name as an eBay uh name when he was actually for the very reason of buying Radiant Silver Gun a, lo a long time ago. Oh. And I didn't even have an eBay account, so he was like, "Come on, let's think of a name, Future Matt." Okay. Came up number five. That's my favorite number. Ah, so, thence hmm. it was born. And, and why is five your favorite number? What? <laughs> that's why. Yes. Why is five? Um, that's a really good question, Vintage. No one's ever asked me that because it's completely halfway between zero and ten in the <laughs> kind of digits, the uh, decimal. Uh, okay, so I mean, five is a very average like <laughs> score. So would you say that that kind of defines you as a person? It, I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> I don't deny that I I I do verge towards mediocrity. <laughs> wow. I do. Uh, Let's play it down the middle. I 
nothing wrong with being with everyone wants to be special these days don't they and i'm yes i like to be different but being really average is great let's be average guys let's not be average and you can be you can be good you can be better than me if you want you're you're not average man you're (laughs) you're, be average you're exceptional all right chris hit him up with number three I was curious what uh, other hobbies you have besides games. Chris, are you still mad at me for not liking Gradius? <laughs> oh, I was, ne- I was never mad. Because you're a really nice guy and I don't want to like curious. screw you off. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's all right, man. Go ahead. Because I'm not mad at you anymore. <laughs> well, I'm bloody mad as hell with you, man. <laughs> What's that? You come from Newcastle? No, I'm from Newcastle. I don't know. He's good. This man's good. <laughs> he is good. I'm impressed by the accent. I am. In, in fact, I do that in class a lot. I bet they like that, don't they? They, they like do. The American, in the fact, I, I've thought many years about just starting the year with a British accent and trying to convince them. Because my last name, even though I won't say it here, is actually um, English words, you know. So it, it originally comes from Britain. So I, I was thinking I would just throw them off and say I was British and then like on the fifth day, like tell them the truth. Yeah, that is cool. genius. You you should do that. Totally well, do that next year. Well, last year, at the end of the year, I did convince uh, period four that I was British and that the entire year I was faking being American. Oh, and I convinced them. That's even but, better, actually. Well, but then they were mad. They were mad. They're like, um, we want the old Mr. You know, my last name back. And I'm like, yeah. really? So I, I tell you the truth about who I am. And then you get mad at me and you don't want it. You know, I was like, <laughs> I got like upset. Uh, it, was, it was great. That must have been a weird sort of identity crisis for you. It's kind of oh, it like is. A being English identity. Well, the problem is, is I don't I don't know what accent I have. I don't know if like sometimes I slip into Liverpool because of the Beatles, and sometimes I think I'm doing some sort of London area. I I just don't know exactly where it is. I can't distinguish them. So you should. I know. I tell you what. One thing you might consider is um is banning American accents from your from your new class. <laughs> well, most of them are from Mexico, so okay, um, not so hard then. They have <laughs> just every, those Americans get them to lose those American accents. <laughs> All right, I will tell both of them. <laughs> Man, Sorry, what, I didn't answer your question. Yeah, dude. what are your non-gaming hobbies? Uh, didgeridoo, um, uh, music, uh, coffee table books, uh, taking well-earned vacations. Mm-hmm. Um, painting. That's about it, really. Painting. Painting. Rock climbing. Yeah. Why I... do you know all his hobbies? Because <laughs> I know Matt. <laughs> I don't even know. I get through a lot of hobbies. I I start something like rock climbing. I started. I haven't really done so much recently. I I I kind of got to a certain level and I stopped progressing. I.e., <laughs> the level where you turn up on your first club night. Uh, and find that no one wants to be your partner because you're too crap. <laughs> the, I love the part in the Montenegro video when you were like, you found that random climbing wall, and you so were like, happy. you were like two feet off the ground, and you kept like falling off the wall. <laughs> I wasn't falling off. That was um, repositioning my handholds okay. with with obviously some <laughs> ground contact. <laughs> yes. Yes, that was. So, like, dude, I wasn't wearing a rope, you know. Would you? I'm not going to risk my <laughs> life. <laughs> uh, so, I'd like to ask you if you could, could you define the term shooter elitism, or the? I, I, it's more of a phrase than a term, I guess. Chris, if you, I'd like to ask 
your opinion. Have you heard of this phrase, shooter elitism? Um, only from that video. So you weren't you aware of it as a kind of No. A... Basically, what I got from it, though, if, if I'm not misunderstanding, is that there's certain rules that if you're a real shooter expert, you have to follow them. And if you don't, then you're actually just a fake. Is that yes. right? That, that's part yes. of it. It, it. it also has to do with a certain element of snobbery. credit-feeding fake. <laughs> a responsibility-avoiding juvenile. That's mm. me. That's me. Me too. Doesn't deserve a high score. So I actually coined the phrase um, when Matt interviewed me for his podcast. And credit you, and you boy, did you credit feed? <laughs> boy, did you credit feed? You, yeah. you definitely just wanted to have fun, didn't you? You're I talking about Cyvern. Yeah, you just wanted to have fun. I downloaded Cyvern on Mame. Wow. And it, and I've been playing it with my 360 controller. And it's been awesome. Like, I've been my green guy. I've been blasting everybody. I put, like, 50 credits in to the machine. <laughs> and I got That's to the neat. second boss. I thought of you, and then I actually had to go to work, so I had to shut everything off. You're converting. <laughs> You're still changing. You're changing, man. <laughs> so you didn't really define the term. You how, did, how, Vintage, I... and you deserve, you deserve a place in gaming history. <laughs> Because I think you, you've actually defined a, a, a stricture. <laughs> a stricture? <laughs> Again. And a fissure. A fissure between the platform kind of playing bouncy-wouncy right. Mario <laughs> kind of nerdiness <laughs> of console gaming and the serious, competitive, mm -hmm. monumentally, seriously difficult entertainment right. sphere of shooting. And you've, you've defined that well with the term shooter elitism. Thank you. And people know what that means because everyone knows a shooter elitist. Chris, do you know any shooter elitists? No, you I know, know you. I just know okay. you. Okay. <laughs> um, so Because no, they don't have friends, Chris. That's probably why you don't know any of them. Um, they don't have any friends. Well, I wouldn't be very good friends with them. They'd just piss me off with their elitism. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vintage, how was it to be in the company of an elitist playing a shooting game? Can't have been good. It, it was it was fine, quite honestly. Um, it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Just how you would cringe and you didn't want to see certain things. It was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed your uncomfortableness with the um, continuation anxiety and, right, and the not wanting to see how it ended. But I was proud of you, Matt, because you... You know, you came back in and you finished the game with me. I came back in. I, that was that was a good move on my part. It I would was. Have regretted, I would have deeply regretted not coming back in. So, yeah. And but anyway, it's great to have you in the game room. It was fantastic. And obviously, I, honestly, I would not have taken offense if you needed to, like, leave the room. And, you know, I would have <laughs> I would have beat the game by myself. <laughs> it's not a problem. It was it was fun. It's a very fun game. So shooter elitism, I think you've you've coined a phrase there, <laughs> and I I you know I, I think you've done well. Well, good for you guys, and you know whatever makes you happy. Um, so Chris, because <laughs> we are elite. Speaking about shooters, uh, yeah, you have, I wanted, you have another question. Here. I just wanted to ask what, like, maybe what game was it that made you fall in love with shooters, or why? Why is that? How did that happen? Had, um, the very first shooter I fell in love with was probably Defender. Gradius. <laughs> 
Gradius. And I mean, I'm a hypocrite because if if I think Gradius is like objectionable, then Defender <laughs> is it's worse than having a kind of open heart surgery. It's awful. It's so difficult, and it's it's painfully difficult. But um, I fell in love with Defender at the arcade, and mm, yeah. I I bought the um, official. Uh, semi-official home tabletop version, uh, which wasn't even horizontal, but I think it was a it was a sort of a vertically type thing, um, and that was the first vertical Tate shooting game that I had. It was called Astro Wars. Mm. It was nothing like Defender. That was a lie, um, but it was a, it was a great tabletop game. I then um, I think I then kind of various had various home computers and consoles where. Shooting games were kind of a genre that I liked, but it wasn't the be-all and end-all. And then um, in about, two th- about 2003, um, one of my friends got me back into uh, gaming after about a 10-year uh, break uh, with, um, with this game by Treasure called... Um, oh, these terrible memory lapses. Uh, <laughs> oh, bloody hell, what's it called? It's that really impressive one. The really, it's probably more interesting if I don't even say what it is. It's the really amazing... High definition, um, everyone's heard of it. You can go black and white, and it's it's incredible. Um, what's it called? Ikaruga. Ica- Ica- yeah, Ica- yeah, Ikaruga. Ikaruga, yeah. That was it, yeah, yeah. Um, and that got me back into shooting games, and then mm. I was I was there. I was, you know. Um, but the PC Engine had always had a very strong shoot-em-up library. So from my early days when the PC Engine came out in about 1988, I was always buying shooters, but they weren't. I wasn't consciously a shooting elitist then. I was just kind of a gamer. Right. And it wasn't until Ikaruga came to my attention that I became a shooter elitist. That game is uh, on my want list. It's on the GameCube. Yeah, they did a great port of it on the GameCube. For sure. And you can really, you can get great use out of your TV by turning it over on its side. Right. So a a lot of Americans might not understand this, the, the whole thing about the Tate mode. Do you want to kind of just briefly explain that? Yeah, I call it Tate mode. It's called Tate mode, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're a you know if you're a diehard shooter elitist, you'll even get worked up about that. <laughs> <laughs> Someone mispronouncing Tate. Um, but yeah, you turn your TV over on its side, so it's an elongated portrait style screen. Right. And um, it means that you have a higher vertical kind of field of vision. And obviously, with vertical shooters, you want maximum vertical kind of a uh, right. You know, resolution. And that's, so it's more like an arcade game type situation. Of course, and it's nothing new, is it? I mean, the very first um, arcade game, arcade games were in tape mode anyway. So right, yeah. So uh, my question number four is: Explain Gary Stardust. Gary Stardust. Who's that? <laughs> oh, Gary. St- Gary Stardust. Um, much as vintage video game geek is a sort of a, a character on YouTube, he's more than the sum of his parts. He's sort of a mysterious, cloaked figure on the internet. Uh, as that is my Gary Stardust. Mm. Gary Stardust is my kind of larger-than-life gaming personality. Riddled wrapped in an enigma (laughs) (laughs) with a topping of sarcasm and where where is gary because he hasn't been in like your last many videos i mean is is he okay is he going to be coming back 
you know, I've I've had a break from Gary um, because Gary Gary is a character who um, has done all of my Sega Saturn reviews mm-hmm. and all virtually anything to do with Sega. Mm. That's Gary's thing. I didn't. You know what? I never drew that parallel. Yeah. Um, and and Gary will return whenever there's a a Sega or a kind of you know a 16-bit era video to make. Okay. Gary doesn't have a lot of business being in Montenegro. <laughs> no, 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 clearly not. Um, I don't think they so, would let him in, right? I mean, do you, you, <laughs> they need to like stamp. He wouldn't go through the metal detector. No, no that would. So be... yeah, he he will he will return as and when a Sega video uh, next appears on my channel, Very and good. I do miss I miss Gary because you have to have an alter ego to do gaming video. Well, I do. I'm not a confident <laughs> person. I need that kind of extra, extra boost. And I, I'm actually really impressed with Chris. This is a, a real hats off to you, Chris, for being a really good presenter on YouTube. Yes. You really, you bring great enthusiasm to the video and you can, you can speak well. And yeah, it doesn't come naturally to most of us. So we uh, need It doesn't gimmicks. come naturally to me either. <laughs> um, I, I usually write up what I'm going to say and read it over a hundred times. So is, is that thing a mask? What? Is that, sorry. He's saying, is your face a mask? Because he wears a mask. Well, Gary wears a mask in, in, in those videos. Yeah, it was a joke. Okay. It was a bad joke, man. It was a bad joke. Um, what was I going to ask? Oh, I just had something and I forgot it. Darn it. Was that because I insulted Chris's face? I think Chris has got a lovely face. Chris reminds me he's a cross between two of my best friends. And I'm not just saying this to make up for claiming that his, he was wearing a mask. <laughs> One of my best friends who is a, is a gamer and another best friend who isn't a gamer. None of them make videos. And I don't know where I'm going with that. I was, I was trying to kind of patch things over. Okay, I remember. <laughs> I remember. Chris, you're gorgeous. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you show your face on video. That's right. And um, and talking about that, <laughs> Vintage is a great looking guy. Thank everyone. you, man. You're missing. missing. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, oh, I, I meant to say that for the record, um, I'm actually the same person when I do my videos than I am in real life. So <laughs> I'm not like, well, I'm a little nicer in my videos than I am in real life. I guess I should I should probably preface that. Can we we can't really talk about vintage in real life in terms of the physical impression? No, 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 you can't. But he's very good looking. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh. Okay, Chris. Please ask your last question. <laughs> uh, I just I just was. It's a stupid question, just so I could have five because your future Matt five. Yeah, I'm at uh, five. What are your thoughts on the term shmup? Ah, oh, I don't like it actually. Um, it's, it's fine. You know, I'm not like a, I'm not dead against it, but shmup it, it, for me, it's always been a shooter or a blaster, a shooter. I say a shooter. Now, the reason most shoot 'em up fans don't use the word shooter is because shooters just used for every genre now, uh, first person, third person, whatever. Right. Um, on rails. Um, there's loads of genres. So they wanted to kind of have a phrase that meant something to them as a community. And right. um, 
I guess I've sort of shunned that term because I don't use it in my videos. I tend to say shooters. So I st I'm still in that kind of egotistical frame of mind that I can say a shooter. And if people don't know what I'm on about, then they should just take a history lesson. Yes. Well, I was interested in your response to this because I kind of figured that, you know, elitist shooters frowned upon the freeze, but I I needed confirmation. That's an interesting <laughs> yeah. theory. Yeah. Actually, I think elitist shooters embrace the phrase. Really? Yeah. There's it's a funny community vintage. Hmm. It's a funny community. Um, you can be in there one minute and the next you're out. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one one uh, continue. Oh, and so, one continue and you're out. Is it's a tightrope. Yeah, man. it's a tightrope. You you're not safe in that community. Okay, here's my here's my last question: the taste of Folgers. Ah, the taste of Folgers. The taste of Folgers. <laughs> Chris. Yes. The taste of Folgers. Why are you saying this over and over again? <laughs> really don't know the taste of folgers the taste of folgers <laughs> it's become a it's become a catchphrase mm. ever since vintage went on air and drank folgers <laughs> in a very obscure video response extremely obscure video response it was kind of some late night one hour long video yeah, so I had a channel. Actually, I still have it, but I just don't really use it anymore. It's called Vintage Responds. And there's a video on there. And this was, again, back in the old days when we had, I think, limits on the, the, the videos. And so I did a video response for this guy that had sent me. Um, he was writing like a, like a story. And he wanted to write a story about something that happened in one of my older videos and if you're interested in it all, just go to Vintage Responds on YouTube and you'll see. There's like, I think it's three or four parts. But in the you video... You don't take videos down? No, I just leave them there. What is the video called? Oh. Because you actually, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. You have shoot 'em ups actually as a video. No, no, it's not. That. I got this. No, it's... It was video response two and then a... Username. No, there's only four videos on here and uh, the other two are for EMU reviews, contest, and Games Shreddy One's contest. Get, get out of here. They, they have taken it down. No way. Did <laughs> I take them down? Oh, oh. maybe not. Okay. It's because he was drinking cheap coffee. <laughs> Do you see something else there, Chris? Gaming questions, parts one, two, and three. Yes, that's and... the one. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Okay, so in part one, in the very beginning, I'm talking about how I'm up like very early in the morning and I'm drinking Folgers in a Starbucks mug. And so that's where Matt, like Matt actually watched the video, like very one of few people that watched it. And uh, when he did an interview of me on his channel, he brought up the taste of Folgers. So I'm just returning the, the courtesy and, and originally, Folgers, you said it was horrible. Right. And and just to kind of like clarify, they don't have Folgers in the UK. And so I kind of try, I tried to explain that it wasn't really like considered high-end coffee here in the United States. But we've turned it into something wonderful. We did. We I turned it from horrible to lovely. Absolutely. As you can see in the Taste of Folgers video on my channel, 
Matt, you know, took very special care and, and, you know, we did hot milk and frothing and sugar and, and we enjoyed our coffees together on Matt's patio with a homemade cigarette. (laughs) Vintage smoking a cigarette. Yep. Did you really? It was magnificent. (laughs) It was a real hanging back moment. It was a, it was a nice moment. It it was good. It really was. And, and cigarettes going out. <laughs> That's right. It kept going out. That was. Yeah. Don't smoke, kids. It's bad for you. It's just as bad as four sugars. Well, it's okay to have one, but that's it. one sugar, one cigarette, <laughs> one cigarette. <laughs> um. So, Chris, why don't we move into the reject recap section? And you had you had mentioned to me that you might be doing a buffer for this. Did did you make? I a- have not done it. Okay, but um, I I still may. Well, just do it next time. Or don't do it at all. It's it's purely up to you. Well, it just feels like there needs to be a buffer for this. I kind of wish that there was, but I'm yeah, it not seems like they for you. Yeah. No, 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 no pressure. I was the one who brought it up. <laughs> it just seems like there needs to be more something to break this up. But anyways, okay. So what what we've been doing lately? Yeah, do you want to kind of like uh, why don't you ref- you know let Matt know how we do this segment and you you know you can kind of go and then Matt will go and then I'll go with oh. the Okay, well, basically, in this uh, segment, we talk about stuff we've been doing. <laughs> like, in the, <laughs> in the last the month. month. Right. Yeah, in the past month. Um, and, you know, I don't have to start. Is there a reason you, you wanted me to start? Yeah, because I want Matt to kind of see how we do Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And maybe, Matt, if as I'm blabbing about my boring crap, um, <laughs> maybe uh, you can put together some things that you want to talk about. Put it on a right. list. Yeah, I shall do a little list. It won't be very long because I've well, already. We usually keep it about two or three or four things, um, unless you have eighteen movies to talk about. Vintage. I'm gonna go really fast. <laughs> You're gonna be impressed, uh, like last time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is what I've been doing recently. Um, I went over to visit Aaron and Ricky from Retro Liberty, and Gamester Eighty One happened to also be in the neighborhood. So we had a little meetup, and you know we filmed a whole bunch of stuff, but the camera crashed, and we lost all the footage. But while Gamester was out, he brought on his laptop the prototype for his ColecoVision Gamester 81 game. So it was pretty interesting to sit there with him and and uh, play it. You could tell he was kind of like you know curious what we were thinking as uh, as we tried it out because it's his game, and he's you know that same way it is with anything. A lot of times when you create something new, you um, you're hesitant, and you're, you want to know if people will approve of it or what will they think. And I'll be honest, I was pleasantly surprised. I was not expecting it to play as well as it did. Um, he has a little digitized voice at the beginning where he says his name. It's so funny. Gamester 81. I'm Gamester 81. Okay, so, so what, what is the latest on that? Because if I want to buy a copy of that, is that going to be doable or Yeah, he's going to he's going to launch it. I, I I don't remember what what um fundraising method he's going to use in order to get copies of it. Okay. But he originally was thinking about doing a limited run with only 81 copies, but I think he's doing a full run, but also ha- like as many people as want to buy it, but also a smaller run. Mhm. Um of more of like a limited edition version. Nice. 
And I think they're also doing some like prototype games. Like the one we played isn't a final. There's some things as we were playing it. Even he's like, we're going to change this. We already, you know, yeah. already had some differences. But but even the one we played, there were other levels before that they're going to put on the prototype that I think aren't at all in the real version. Huh. But but it was cool. You know, there's like a Donkey Kong stage, sort of like a side scroller, and you're jumping over barrels, and Donkey Kong Jr. comes and drops coconuts on you and stuff like that. You're just trying to avoid pits and jump over things. Really well controlled like i said and you just have to get to the end of the level until mm. the time runs out and the second stage was like a it was kind of like i guess space invaders mm-hmm. but there was some like a jet pack you're flying around the screen and you're trying to grab these power packs and avoid and shoot the aliens but you got to get enough power packs and not get hit um, there's four different levels of difficulty and the high di- highest difficulty you're actually being pulled down by gravity and there's fire at the bottom. Cool. So who's making this thing? I actually don't know. I wonder if it's that Daniel guy. Uh, he's a Canadian. He's like a French Canadian and he, he does a lot of ColecoVision programming. I have one of his, um, one of his, uh, what do they call them? Homebrews. It's called mm. Ghost Blaster. It's pretty cool. I don't know. What I want to know is how will Gamester get around the fact that the ColecoVision controller is like handling a a child eating <laughs> eating a brick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I think uh, he did say ColecoVision. Oh, yeah. It, it's definitely ColecoVision because that's one of his favorite consoles, much like myself. And co- this game is like a Donkey Kong type of platforming thing with different levels. Well, there's four, uh, three, three or four. I, I died in the second level, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the third level I know was a Pac-Man based level. With, um, but I don't know if there were four levels or not. There are four levels of difficulty. And I guess the way it's set, you can pick any level. But if you start with the lowest level after you beat the first three, you go to the second level of difficulty. You beat the th- three levels again and it just keeps getting more and more difficult. Does the ColecoVision um, have actually have a joystick, or do you just press like numbers and? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> has a little joystick, yeah. Okay, I was a, sorry. Now I noticed you're saying you're pronouncing it correctly, but in in the shooter, I'm scoffing. You said ColecoVision. <laughs> Why did you say that? Because we we you say potato, we say potato. Do you really call it ColecoVision? You say Coleco, we say Coleco. <laughs> <laughs> It's just one of those things, isn't it? It's the E. It's um, I'll think of another one in a minute. Coleco. Molecule. Do you say molecule? I say molecule. Molecule. Um, election. Do you say election? No. 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 Okay. No, we don't. It's me then. Okay. <laughs> Chris, what else? Um, the other thing is I went into a GameStop. I was trying to uh, unload some things, and I I've sold a lot of stuff on eBay when I have to sell things. But but I thought I would just go into GameStop and see what they would give me because I just didn't want to deal with eBay. And uh, the reason why is because my Wii broke, and when my kids come over, I wanted to have a way of watching Netflix that wasn't some laggy blue uh, Blu-ray player type device. But mm. so anyway, I thought I'd just get a Wii U, and I I was going to trade some stuff in. I bet so, it was exciting getting a Wii U, a new console. Uh, actually, it was not at all. That's oh, well, <laughs> a shame. I really don't even care. Uh, <laughs> that was the third thing I was going to talk about, just my impressions of it. 
Yeah. Maybe I'm just in, a, in an emotional funk right now, you know, but I really didn't care. Okay. Like, I've been playing it with my kids. They're having fun. I'm not. It's not. It's probably not a bad system. It's just right at this moment. I'm not thinking about playing video games. So, yeah, I just haven't been too impressed. Um, the initial load that everyone talks about, that was a pain in the butt. It took several hours. Um, <laughs> Don't you love Oh man! The fact new devices have to be like updated about twelve thousand times before you can play them. Yeah, it's really sick. Like you want to watch Netflix, well, you have to wait for that to load. Uh, Amazon Instant had to wait for that to load. Everything I was trying to do, it had to load. We put in Nintendo Land for this first time, and there was another loading like update. (laughs) So basically, you you buy a new console today, you want to play a game. It says, "Oh, actually, we just have to load the console." Exactly. Onto the console. Onto the console. Yeah. So all all together, it probably was about three hours of loading, oh. updating. Yeah, it was really frustrating. It's just a good thing I did most of it before they got here because I would have felt horrible just sitting there waiting for it to load. And plus, there's all these rumors if you like bump it while it's loading, you could brick the system. So, <laughs> oh man, brick it. They they weren't here. So I, I love that expression. To... Have you ever bricked a console, Chris? Um, uh, not on purpose. <laughs> if you bricked anything by accident does brick mean something else in uh england it, like well, it it did when we were at school it meant to <laughs> yourself that's what i was <laughs> kind of wondering but no I, <laughs> but I'm, i was using the american that you know, bricking oh yeah, man i just brick my psp I, I think he said break actually he i said, said brick 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 too man that's yeah, a, fuck, you, you turned... a hardcore word really it's... you you said that yeah, that is the term. You haven't heard that? No, no, I oh, never heard that. Yeah. Si- Get away system, from here. <laughs> when a system becomes useless, it's just a brick. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, I've heard that. You never bricked a PSP vintage? <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> I don't you have, bricked, uh, I never had a You ever bricked your trousers? <laughs> I bricked it at the first day of school. Well, I almost pissed my trousers when I went to <laughs> London and there were no public restrooms. <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully matt came through with his 50 pence and saved the day which which i never paid him back for by the way nah. sorry matt but i did get you a present so that let's just count say for you yeah you owe me a p <laughs> send him a brick just one p <laughs> just send him a bag of brick yeah send me a brick and send it f- first class fedex <laughs> one day delivery wow okay uh, Chris, so I was saying though, yeah. like I, I went to GameStop to do this trade in, and I brought in a, a you know a number of things, and it was going to come up to about a hundred dollars. It was disgusting. Store was, credit? Oh yeah, and it was a lot of stuff. I just unloaded a bunch of stuff that I've, I didn't plan on playing forever, and they were going to give me about a hundred dollars. Um, but the guy at the counter, surprisingly, he slipped me like a fifty percent coupon. Wow. I don't know why. But uh, he gave me, I ended up getting about 150. No, I got 175 when it was all done. Cool. So, yeah, that, that was not too bad. It's, I mean, it's still not worth all the stuff I traded in. You know, it's way undervalued. But the fact that they gave me that coupon kind of surprised me. That sort of like not normal GameStop trickery. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I wanted to talk about is um, at Portland Retro Gaming Expo. I saw your uh, video last year, dude. That was great. Oh. Oh, thank that was you. A great video. I just watched it this evening. <laughs> now you're overdoing it. <laughs> That's the I'm just kidding. 
It's oh, you're drinking whiskey. Okay, I'm on my second bottle. Although the first one was almost empty. So, <laughs> wow, I need to get my sake. <laughs> sake, I love sake. But anyway, um, so I'm supposed to do a panel at Portland Retro Gaming Expo, but then I heard the time for the panel, and I thought that my flight was going to leave too early, and um, that I would miss it. But I think I actually am going to be able to do it. So it's going to be me and Arcade Impossible, Greg, and Aaron and Ricky. And the theme of the panel, we're going to be playing retro game music and sort of do like a name that tune type of contest with people. Oh, I like it. like it. Yeah. And we've got some good prizes set up. Um, lots of games. And Chuck Van Pelt said he, uh, the guy who puts on the expo, he said he would hook us up with some of the prizes. But it'll be pretty interesting to do this panel. I guess we are, we're right before Pat the NES Punk play the Punk Challenge. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be nice. A couple of contests in a row there. Yeah, so, and and I'm gonna fun. I'm gonna be the cameraman. You're you going. Know, so you can camera your face, like hide your face. <laughs> I am going, Matthew. You're going. I'm going to Portland. That's Portland, Oregon. I'm going all the way to Portland, and Chris and I are shacking up together. Did I get the sharing a bed? We're sharing. Yes, a, you did. We're yes, sharing did. a king size bed. <laughs> Well, I hope someone doesn't steal the mattress like last time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did see that. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, it's, I, a, it's a big bed. It, I'm it, sure it, there's room for vintage, it, even though he's at least, what, 40 stone, would you say? <laughs> I'm a massive man. <laughs> no, we're actually and that's just his height. height. He's not overweight. He's just about... Chris 13. is taller than me, believe it or not. He's like two, He's like two inches taller than me. But I weigh yeah. half as much as you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who that's attacking, you or me. He's like a we're bean both... pole. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an average height, by the way. I'm I'm future map five. I'm average intelligence, average build. <laughs> average 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 uh, income. Yes. yes. Mm. I won't go any further. <laughs> On what you're average. <laughs> With um, what I'm Matt, averaging. Matt, what what have you uh, been up to in recent weeks? Like since you've seen me, what what have you done with your life? Anything productive? Um, I fulfilled a, an ambition today. Actually, this <laughs> this very day, okay. um, wasn't scraping boob poo off the top of my car. That wasn't an ambition, but I had mm. to do that. By the way, you um, have a very nice car. You gave me a ride to the airport. It's a good thing you didn't yeah. drive. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. I showed this guy how to drive in London. Matt told me he doesn't like driving in London. Some of our roads have there is it's, this is London, and you cannot get two cars past each other on a road, and that's wow. in London. That's how bad it is. I mean, there's no wonder he crashed. <laughs> I don't honestly. This he really he wasn't doing anything wrong. But the roads cr- got narrow on him. Well, uh, <laughs> on paper, it was an act of God. The it tire just God. the tire just spontaneously exploded. Yes, yes. It, I it, thought it, you said the road turned on you. It was a <laughs> the tire. It was a manufacturer's defect. <laughs> so, what was this lifelong ambition that you happened to uh, achieve just today? Well, I'm I'm currently staying um, in Gloucestershire, which is where I was born. And uh, this is where I grew up. And I went to a pub called the Woolpack. And uh, the Woolpack is a, the site of um, Laurie Lee's famous 1956 novel, Cider with Rosie. It's a story about a young man who uh, works the fields 
and then finds wanderlust and finds himself in uh, southern Spain after walking out on his job. No, that's actually another book he wrote, isn't it? <laughs> what? So I got the wrong page of Wikipedia up at the moment. <laughs> no, it's, it's, a, it's a pub near where I grew up. I've never been there. I went in today. We had a lovely walk through the forest, my girlfriend and I, a really lovely walk, and we went in and had a pint of shandy in this pub, this old English pub where this famous uh, novel, uh, Sided with Rosie, was written uh, in the 50s. And uh, that was been a, it's been a big, it was a big deal today because I was frightened of going into that pub lest I was sneered at or shunned by the locals. <laughs> Why? I was neither shunned nor sneered at. And I, in fact, I was, uh, I was sitting next to a couple of guys with incredibly loud upper class English accents. <laughs> what does that sound like? Uh, a bit like this. <clears throat> okay. And, and they thought it was a problem with the gutters, but it actually turned out to be something to do with the neighbours who had run this rather large electric cable down the side of the house. Oh. <laughs> that was fantastic, man. Wow. <laughs> they weren't talking about their gutters. They were talking about something really clever and intelligent. <laughs> well, you've done quite a bit of traveling, cause, and I meant, mentioned that you went to Montenegro. Oh, thank you for mentioning that. Yeah. I love Montenegro. It was love beautiful. It. Your video was beautiful, like the mountains and very lush kind of... Uh, it's mountainous and lush. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that, yeah, that's what I've been doing. I went on holiday and, you know, when you're having, and this kind of links to nostalgia really, when you're having a great time, the, the, your perception of time kind of alters, doesn't it? Yes. You, you feel that yesterday was a long time ago. You know, when, you, when you're doing something you really like or you're having a really good day and you think, my God, you know, Friday was like weeks ago. Right. And that, that was what I had the whole time I was there. Every day was like, you know, when we were two days ago, it felt like a month ago. And it was lovely. It was such a privilege to have that experience of being, mm -hmm. feeling young again when things are new and life isn't so hard. And uh, Anything else then? Um, I have not done anything else worthy of note okay <laughs> but that two things i'm happy with that okay very good thank you sir thank you so for me um i wanted to quickly mention an actual video game um and i mentioned it in passing either one or two episodes ago and this is for the um this is for android it's called pac-man dash Chris, did you have occasion to, to look into this at all? I did not look into this, no. Okay, uh, this is a game that you would like. Uh, so it's like a platformer, and you know, you're Pac-Man. It's, it's made by Namco, and you're basically constantly running. There's like different power-ups that you can get, and it's, it's actually a really fun game, and it's free, so go, go check that out. What uh, platform? It's on Android. Android. I, I, I assume it's on ios as well but i didn't check I, I love how with these android and ios games that mm -hmm. you are always constantly moving i love games like that i don't yeah. own any of them but they that basically means we've got really crappy controls <laughs> so we're just <laughs> you're just going to be continually running <laughs> you know I, at first i wasn't quite sure like how that was going to work but um i've actually i can appreciate it because 
it, it's just one less thing you have to worry about. You don't have to keep pushing to the right all the time. Exactly. exactly. You know, your guy is just constantly in motion. And it becomes more about the timing of your jumps and, you know, the yeah. timing of your, um, like, the name of the game is Pac-Man Dash because one of the things that you can do is like a turbo kind of a dash move and there's a meter that charges up and it makes you run faster and, you, you know, they give you objectives for each level. You'll have to like eat so many ghosts or you have to eat so many power pellets. And so it's a, it's a nice take on the old Pac-Man franchise um, and I recommend it. Does it and have downloading pills? What's that? Does it have power pills? Yes, but they they call it, it's weird. This is what's weird about it. They call them cookies. I don't get that. They're like eat two hundred cookies is the goal, and I'm like they're obviously power pellets. So I don't know if there was some kind of weird legal reason behind that, and I don't. Well, are are power pellets only the big ones or all those uh, little dots? Okay, okay, you may you may have a point there. Maybe they actually are called cookies. Maybe you're Let's right. Let's get our Pac-Man nomenclature accurate. That's right. Well, We're all, what are those dots called? Nomenclature. <laughs> That's a Britishism. That's a different way to say nomenclature. We'd say nomenclature. Nomenclature. That's how we. <laughs> Chris is is right. That's how I'd say it. Nomenclature. I'd... Nomenclature. Whenever I hear the word nomenclature, I think about a handgun and disassembling it and cleaning it and putting it back together. That's not you creepy. You <laughs> don't own a handgun, Vintage. Please, please do not. Own yes, a absolutely, I do. You don't. No, Vintage. You do not own a handgun. You're hey, a I'm clean... a I'm a red blooded American. <laughs> no, yeah, more than that. I've had his gun against my head. You've been. That's true. <laughs> You've been shot by him. <laughs> no. Yes, I did. I did. It was you no know way. It was absolutely. Just held a gun to you. <laughs> yes, he has. We, made, we filmed a video about a uh, and Chris is still working on it. <laughs> we filmed it in like January fourth. Yes. One day it's going to come out. It was, it's going to be an episode of Is It Fun, which is a gun probably my head. favorite. My favorite of of Chris's the series lines yeah on his channel he does different kinds of videos that's probably my favorite one that well he... we well I I acted you know it's a, it'd be a good one if it ever get, came together you know it was it was fun to shoot it with you well, no I'm, pun intended yeah well I mean I don't know what you mean I mean we filmed all the footage you just have to do the video game part yeah because I, I know that um Chris you're you're planning one day on doing a Super Metroid review yeah which i'm looking forward to because that, that's obviously a good game that would probably be the next thing yeah after getting a gun held to your head right and i'm just gonna you know, i'll go on the record and say if you don't do that video i will hate you. <laughs> if you if i don't do the one where you put a gun to my head yeah we that's a good that's a cool video why would you not do it uh, well you play the game i will be personally and you insulted. write the script i'm i will be insulted if you don't do it it's obviously a game that evokes strong emotion if Vintage held a gun to your head at some point during the video. That is true. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'd better do it. Shall Shall I tell you about the movies that I've seen recently? Yes, you should. Okay, I have. No, you shouldn't. I have seven movies. You know what? I'm with Matt. Don't. <laughs> no, I'm going to, and I'm going to tell you very quickly. They're all good movies that I recommend watching. So here we go. Number one, Sanctum came out in 2011 it's about cave diving watched it crap 
it's a good movie and i think are there some english people or no they're australian yes. oh they yeah they're they're, they're antipodean yeah, the only guy I recognized was the guy that played Mr. Fantastic in those horrible Fantastic Four movies. I love it when you see a guy in a film that you recognize, but you just can't work out what film they've been in. Yeah. Well, and I, then you spend I, the next 10 minutes trying to work it out. I, love I it. knew immediately that it was him. I'm good at spotting guys that have been in 1980s cop films because <laughs> I've watched a lot of them. I like that. And now they're, they're playing a bit part in a kind of an Antipodean yeah. film. Anyway, All right, uh, movie number two is American Reunion, came out in 2012. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of these movies, and you know they started with American Pie. Uh, I've seen all the, the theatrical releases. There's a lot of ones that went straight to DVD that are absolute garbage. Do not, do not go near them. Um, what I would recommend that you do is you watch American Pie, which 3.2 came out back in I think the 90s, 99. I don't know. Is that- American Pie Special Edition. Yes. Either one is fine. Uh, watch American Pie and then just skip right to American Reunion because that's all you need to see. And and, and this one, the, this last one that they did, I just thought they nailed it. They had all the characters from the original one in this one and they kind of did a, like where are they now kind of a thing mm. it, it was just a really good story have, have you guys talked to i'm not going to talk have you guys watched or talked about porkies no i've never seen it i i've animal I know, house i know of it and i you know watched it i know you know what this i've is, seen bits and pieces of it but this I is haven't. how we define american people in these films. <laughs> it's the whole porkies like, and animal house define right. the american species so that, that's a generation prior to us <laughs> because like my dad like animal house is like his favorite movie like hang on a minute if you're P- saying your dad's favorite movie is that and i'm a generation above you well am yeah. i on the wrong podcast am i like 39 yeah. and you guys are like 16 or something you are four <laughs> years our senior yeah you're right. tipping you're tipping the scales matt you're not too young to have seen Porky's. I've seen Animal House, but not Porky's. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen either. But I know that it involves like some shower scene, and they're like checking out the chicks in the shower. <laughs> it's right? the two of the best films in the comedy genre ever. Have you seen? Have you seen? Well, we're at it. Have you seen? Um, ah, no. Chevy Chase. Um, Hol- uh, Chevy Chase. Uh, Fletch. Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation, awesome. Any v- European How vacation. Fletch? How about Fletch? Fletch, awesome. I love Fletch and Fletch Lives. Have you lived? Have you seen that golf film from 1981? Uh, Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Yes, that's a good one. Caddyshack is good. Bill Murray's in it. There's a gopher in it. <laughs> uh, yes, the gopher. All right, can I please get back to my movies? Please, All right. the remaining 15. Next, uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter also came out in 2012. Um, I thought going into this it was going to be like kind of a slapstick type of a thing, but it was actually serious and it was very well done. Good story, good acting, good special effects. File under a matri- American patriotism. Absolutely. Um, next one is, this is now we're into 2013, uh, Olympus has fallen 
it's a movie about Gerard Butler and he gets stuck in the White House as it's under a terrorist attack and uh, very cool. Like he kicks some serious butt. Very good movie. I actually saw that um, just a week ago. Yeah. And I thought that that probably if you'd replaced uh, Gerard Butler with with Bruce Willis, it could have been a diehard movie. It totally could. You know, it really should have just been a diehard movie. Yes. Speaking of that, I did also, see, I didn't put this on my list, but I did also see the, the latest Die Hard. Um, the name of it escapes me. Did, but it, did it have a big explosion in it? It had a, it had a few. Because <laughs> Die Hard is, for me, the big explosion. Right. It's when a, an entire building explodes. <sighs> this one was, he went to Russia and to find his son and his son ends up being like a CIA agent. It, it was kind of a lame premise. Um, the way they set it up and how, you know, he goes to Russia and John McClane, it actually sucked. I, I wouldn't recommend that. Um, you know, when it comes to Die Hard, just stick with the first one and, and you're pretty much set. Um, but back to my list, uh, Oblivion came out oh, a little bit later watch that yes um i saw that too normally well, okay I, great we've all seen it okay um <laughs> obviously i i recommend it i don't usually recommend tom cruise movies because i think he's kind of a nutcase yeah, but as you said when we met right and <laughs> did i say that yes okay so about oblivion how... i watched it because you recommended it oh okay oh, what, and it was no. crap what <laughs> i yeah i wasn't a big fan of it either seriously who what was that english girl doing why do they put english people in american movies for no reason at all the the woman who was like the you know the overseer of the pod station was she british yeah yeah but she spoke with like a texas i thought she was from texas no she spoke with an english they don't speak with an english texas she was, was from Texas. she was from Houston. That was the yeah, whole what thing. What are you on about? They spoke. She spoke in a no. pure English accent, I, dude. You're no, wait, totally time wrong. out, time out. I think, I think, I think he's talking about the redhead that was with. Oh, the... you're talking about the girl on the screen. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah, she's. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't know a text. No, accent. you're right. You're right. Okay. She was English. The other chick. Um. Anyway, I thought it was good. Uh. So I thought it was an original story. I liked the twist at the end. I, I thought it was good. I don't know what your problem is. Yeah. Did you like the bit where... Um, no, Tom, no, we don't Tom give Cruise. spoilers here. We don't give spoilers. Did you like it? I did. All I'll say is, you know, and you'll probably cut this anyway. <laughs> but, you know, if you don't like Tom Cruise, the last thing you want is a whole bunch of Tom Cruises. <laughs> <laughs> there was only one. Great. Well, okay. There's another one. No, that was my favorite bit in the film where Tom Cruise met Tom Cruise. And he beat himself up? Yeah, he punched Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty enjoyable. You know, someone pointed out to me that Tom Cruise's front teeth are off. And that Ooh. one of one of his front teeth is actually right in the center. No and now way. I can't I can't look at him without noticing that. He's got a central tooth. I, yes. I never looked at that before. I'm going to look that up. Yeah, look up Tom Cruise's central tooth. And let's, let's consider how unfortunate having a central tooth would be. You couldn't drink through a straw. Tom Cruise. <laughs> Why not? Okay, there's our, there are pictures. Um, there's an actual diagram. You're right. He does have a central tooth. 
you will never unsee this. Tom Cruise has a tooth at the exact center of his face. And there's like a diagram. <laughs> You're joking. I think Is that's what I saw. Joke? No, it's if you just do someone a, posted it on Facebook. Yeah. Do a, a Google a dental search. diagram. Do a Google search for Tom Cruise teeth and you'll see it. And, and if you look at different pictures, it's totally it's it's the same. That's right. so weird. Can you tell whether it's his upper is it his upper or lower? It's upper. his upper, like upper left or upper right. If you're looking at him, it's, <laughs> it's central. It's if you're looking at him, it's the upper <laughs> it's central, left, of course it is. Front upper two. left one. Yeah. So his upper left one has um yeah. been migrated. <laughs> That's the word I was thinking. It's <laughs> migrated. All right. Uh two more movies. Pacific Rim came out in July of this year. Very cool. It's like Hospital. giant giant robots beating up giant like monsters. Is that a Transformers sequel? No, it has nothing to do with no. Transformers. It's because a it's a totally original story. Good. Um, and this is why I like the, a lot of these movies is that they you know they don't they're not a sequel they're not a reboot, um, and so that earns a lot of points for me. And the final one that I just recently saw was Kick Two. Uh, came out in August. I went to by myself to see this one. I was so excited. <laughs> what does that say about? I yourself? was so excited. I am a super huge fan of everything having to do with this franchise. I've I've read both of the graphic novel. Yes, I've read both of those. I've watched the first movie. Obviously, I watched the first movie with the guy that reminds me of Chris. <laughs> okay, that mm. was a relevant comment. Well, I recommend the second one. I would even go f- as far to say that it's better than the first. It was right. really awesome. Did it have any kind of retro 16-bit themes like the first one? Uh, give me an example. Well, like the fight sequences in the first one were totally 16-bit. Ha, ha, what does that mean? Well, you know, it went into like Street Fighter 2 mode, didn't it? The whole screen went. Am I, I don't remember about that. the same film or are you talking about a different I don't film? Think are, you you ta- are. are you thinking about Scott Pilgrim versus yes, the world? That's right. It's okay. the same. Well, they might as well be the same. They're <laughs> not the same at all. But I, I do like Scott Pilgrim. I thought that was a great movie. And it didn't do that good at the box office, but I thought it was fantastic. I like well, that's the what, actor he went against the, the world. Don't you like that actor in Scott Pilgrim? I saw him in quite a serious film. I like that guy. That, that guy? What's his, yeah, what that guy. Michael something. Sarah? He's like, yeah. he's like really kind of geeky, but he still kind of hangs out with really nice girls, which isn't like <laughs> quite true to real life. Exactly. I like him in uh, Zombieland as well. Was he in oh, that? Was he in Zombieland? Or was well, why, you just said you liked him in it, so he better be. Well, I'm not too sure. I'm going to watch every film with that guy in it. He makes a film shine. No, I'm like, wrong. It, it was Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Sorry. You mean sorry. they're not the same person? They're not the same person. Okay. Who do you prefer, Jesse Eisenberg or Vince Vaughn? Oh, Jesse. Jesse? Chris? I don't like Vince Vaughn. I, I don't really care <laughs> about either of them. That's right. not any, a question I ever thought I would have to answer. Right. Matt, can no. I borrow 50p? Because I, I need to go take a pee. And I think we should take a five-minute break. Yeah, I need to get something to drink. Okay. Sure. All right. Uh, back in five. So uh, why don't we go right into our game segment? And I don't know. Do we have... We don't, we, don't, we don't have any kind of a buffer for this. 
because we kind of no, last time we just used the uh, the newlywed newlywed game. game. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna play a game with Matt and we're gonna test his shooter knowledge. I have five questions, Matthew, that any shooter elitist <laughs> should know Great. the answer to. Yeah, and I will. And uh, so Chris and I will uh, rotate off asking you these questions, and a passing score is three out of five. Anything below that, and you're a total failure. That's fine, because whatever answers that you think you have on these questions, wherever you've got them from, I was there before you. Okay. <laughs> Spoken like a proper shooter elitist. You've been to Wikipedia, I see. <laughs> So okay, yeah, me. Matt, hands off Wikipedia. You will close all all windows now, except for the okay. Skype window. Closed. Gentleman's honor here. This is being done on the one continue etiquette. One, no continue. <laughs> no <etiquette>. continues. <laughs> no, it's five. Chances. All right, so this is purely based upon whatever knowledge that you've amassed in your 39 years on this earth. Question number one. What classic arcade game, released in 1978, is widely considered to be the first shoot-'em-up? That would be Space War. Okay, so I'm gonna give you that one. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give you a point for that. Because, okay, the correct answer is Space Invaders, which came out in 1978. However, no, give me point. There, there was a game developed in 1961 called Space War that was eventually released, and I am reading directly from Wikipedia, in amusement arcades in the early 70s. So Space yeah. War was kind of like, if you look at it, it kind of looks like um, like a early version of Asteroids. Yeah, 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 that was Space War. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and give you a point for that. Give me, give me a point. Okay. Number two. What arcade game released in 1981 is widely considered to be the first horizontal shooting game? Defender. Correct. I'm going to give you that because you're correct. He is right. <laughs> he is right about that. Yeah. I love that game, and it was made by Eugene Jarvis. Look at this man. And, 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 you, and you mentioned it earlier in the podcast. Yes. So. I'm just, it fills my heart to be talking about Defender. I'm very, very impressed. Okay, uh, question number three. What arcade game released by Sega in 1985 is widely considered to be the first on-rails shooting game? Panzer Dragoon. <laughs> Wrong! Because there weren't any on-rails. Sega did not make on-rails shooting games. You purposely took a dive on that one. You calculated your odds <laughs> and you decided you were going to take a dive. Or Sega made driving games. <laughs> Hang on. And I okay, and of Sega course the, the correct games. answer is Space Harry. Uh Number four. What? Number four. That's not interesting. What arcade game released in 1993 and later ported to the Sega Saturn in 1996, is widely considered to be the first bullet hell shooter. That's a, that's a great question. Thank you, I wrote that. That is a fantastic question. And he doesn't know it. That is a fantastic question. Stop. No hands off the keyboard, Matthew. No, no, no hands on the question. I'm just enjoying the question. Okay, okay. That is the best question I've ever been asked. And hands off of your smartphone as well. 
Nope, no hands. I'm just enjoying the question. All you have to do is think of bullet hell shooters on the Saturn. 1996. Yes. Saturn shooter. Saturn. Bullet hell. Bullet hell. Sega Saturn. Right. 96. I've got to explain my thought process on this. 96 was kind of towards the end of the Saturn's lifespan, right? Chris and I were graduating from high school. Okay, so I already graduated. Sega Saturn was after the Mega Drive. Yes, very says good. Says yes. Jeremy Clarkson, patronizing accent to buy him some time. <laughs> <laughs> 96 means nothing. That, that's not ringing any bells, so I'm going to have to go with Bullet Hell. Bullet Hell Saturn. Now, the Saturn <laughs> has only a few Bullet Hell shooters on it because of its because it was before the Bullet Hell thing really kicks off with Cave. The only Bullet Hell games that I know on the Saturn are Radiant Silver Gun and Batsugan. Now, Batsugan was a seminal game because it it was it is said that Batsugan actually initiated Bullet Hell genre. Mm. Now, Radiant Silver Gun, I think, was released in 2000. Now, but I'm going to go with Batsugan because that was in the 90s. There's no doubt about that. Toplan. Yes! You are correct. <gasps> Very good, Matthew. I am proud of you. Everything I've achieved in my sad life. <laughs> um, hey, you... that is a milestone. That really is. I mean, you you proved that you know your shooters. That was a nice bit of thinking, Matthew. I Impressed. love Batsugan. <laughs> I love Batsugan. Please, everyone, check out Batsugan. It is really good. I thought it was called Bats You Gun. <laughs> Bats You Shoot. You gun. Bats, you shoot. Matt, Bats, did it, did it come out like... in the in North America or only on in Japan? That's a good question. Um, only in Japan. But if a little tip here for my American viewers, yeah. Uh, if you want to buy a, like a superb Saturn shooter, buy Galactic Attack. It's awesome. On the American Sega Saturn. On the American Sega. I own the American version. That is how good this game is. I own two versions of it. Really? He's in the American. Oh, tell me the name of it again. It's called Galactic Attack on the Sega Saturn. Galactic Attack. Attack. It is awesome. I'm searching for it right now, and totally awesome, dude. there's a complete. Uh, it is awesome. It's going for ten dollars with two two hours left. I might. I might throw a bid on this. It is awesome. It is awesome. I'm going to throw a bid on this. I got a comment on one of my videos. In fact, on the review I did of Galactic Attack. And someone said, is this kind of better than Radiant Silver Gun? Right. And I know you've both heard of Radiant Silver Gun. Because I've never heard of it. Yes, of course yes, I have. It's like a universal game. Universal game. Universal right. Silver Gun. I am the high bidder <laughs> right now. Go uh, for it. Win that game. Two hours, 18 minutes. We will know if I win this game. I have uh, lost auctions on PCBs because I have not been at my computer. I know, that sucks. We all hate snipers <laughs> and the like. All right, Matt, this is the last question. You've already proven yourself to be a passing shooter elitist. <laughs> this is now, this is for four out of five. Um, which game released in 1998 for the arcade and the Japanese Sega Saturn in the same year 
is widely considered to be the first shoot 'em up containing story elements. As you both know, story and shoot 'em up do not sit well together. Pass. We are either shooting or we are storying. So, what's the story with this game? Pass. <laughs> 1998 rings a bell because I made a video of this game with Vintage Video Game Week. The game... Hang on a minute. Did you say Saturn or Arcade? I said it was released in 98 for the Arcade. It's Cyvern. You're basically testing my memory on that game because you know my memory is terrible. You're wrong, Matt. And what's sad is you already said the name of this game just a few minutes ago. Yep. Vintage video game Silver Gun. Radiant Silver Gun. Yes. Oh, no. Cyvern didn't come out on the Saturn. Oh, what? It was arcade only. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, dear. Don't worry, Matt. In fact, let me just double check that real quick to make sure that's accurate. No, it definitely didn't. And it only came out on the arcade, so... Okay, Matt, not bad. Three out of five. You're Damn! A, you're a shooter elitist. No, You no busted way. me on that one. Dude, I thought you were going to get it for sure when I, you said Radiant Silver Gun a minute ago. I know. I was shocked was, as well. I was... I don't know. I was confused. If he could have... If he would have swallowed his pride on the Space Harrier one, he could have got four <laughs> out of five. He shot himself in the foot. Well, Matthew, thank you so much for coming on the show. And first, I want to thank you for, you know, again, being such a great host to me when I visited the UK. It was awesome to see you and to see your place and to see your collection. And please, everybody, again, if you haven't already, sub to Future Matt 5. He's just a a fantastic fellow. Uh, And thank you for coming on the podcast. And you've definitely proven yourself to be a true shooter elitist indeed thank you for coming on thank you Chris. thank you vintage keep sending us audio questions to retro rejects podcast at gmail.com we did get a few more and so next time we do the mail segment those will be the first on the list we did i haven't checked the, the account yeah yeah I've, I've seen there are a few emails some okay. questions well excellent and and guys don't forget to sub to the youtube channel um, I think we're doing well. I think we're over 600 subscribers, so you can go and get like exclusive videos and you'll get all the trailers for when the new episodes are coming out. So please check us out on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, and uh, next month's episode, we will be giving you the rundown on the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. So that is going to be a, a very fun time. I look forward to seeing you, Christopher, in person. Yes. It's been Definitely a long time. best Retro Rejects podcast on the internet. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. All right, buddy. Uh, have a good evening. Chris, take care All right. of yourself. Good night, guys. We'll talk to you later. You had a good day today, Vintage. Um, yes, it went by quite quick, uh, actually. Took my daughter to swim class. Uh-huh. Uh, we bo- what did you do during swim class? I watched her, made sure she didn't drown. <laughs> um, and then after that, we went and bought her Halloween costume. 
Oh, of course, it's getting close, isn't it? Yes, she's going to be a pink Power Ranger. <laughs> that's the thing in America. The Halloween is so big that yes. being scary is that's just kind of one element of Halloween, isn't it? Yeah, it's more about dressing up and like getting candy and stuff like that. Mm. Mm. It's kind of gone that way over here as well. Yeah, like you don't have to look scary anymore. That there was a big right. You know that changed. Mm. It wasn't always like that. I um I scraped crap off my car today. Like actual crap. Bird crap. Yeah. I had oh, a heavy, bird crap. It's okay. a heavy load of bird crap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here he comes. He's got his do not disturb sign on. Hello. Yes. Hello, Christopher. Am I clear? <laughs> oh. We'll have another Englishman in the house. Hello, future Matt. How you doing? Bloody hell. That's, That's incredible. Quite... It's it's a bit better than my American accent. <laughs> oh, yes, by far. It's pretty good. That... Does it actually sound all right, though? Seriously? You you sound I... like, definitely, you sound like um Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, well, in... That's how I got it, actually. You know, I just studied him a little, little bit. That's all. That's brilliant. You've, you've, been to, you've been to stage school. Dude, that's it. I'm, I'm really, I've never heard like uh, someone from the UK comment on my accent. I always assumed it was crap. <laughs> well, I, no, it's fantastic. I, I look you. forward to hearing Vintage's English accent. As <laughs> no, well. you don't. I've, I've heard it. it. I don't. <laughs> can I hear your American accent? Uh, yeah, sure, man. Oh, that's I mean, good. I can do an American accent. You know, anyone can. But you know, it's something quite cheesy about the way that English right. people say American accents. <laughs> You know, he sounds very nasally when he does his American accent. I don't like I it. I don't hear it. I found it particularly offensive. <laughs> oh, you, uh, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. 